Okay, so welcome to episode two, where we left off our uh, our amazing story of how are we still married uh, from the get go. It was how are we still married? So we're from yeah. the get go from even, the wedding. <laughs> even from just that first thirty minutes, we're like, huh? Really? I don't know. I don't it's know like, how. This, oh dear God! Run for the hills. We may figure out that this uh, might not work, but <laughs> no, we've got too many too many good stories. So. Um, Anyway, so the, where we, we left off, where we were talking about our great wedding, where we had sardines on our, our car. Yeah, and, the uh, smoke was great. It was pouring down humid rain in the middle of Alabama summer, and hot sardine smoke was coming into the car. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that car never smelled the same. And neither did we. Um, so we eventually got rid of that. But what we decided to do then after after our wedding, where neither of us had uh, job any jobs or, or anyth- any money. anything at all like that. No. <laughs> We thought, well, why not just uh, move back to New York City? My dad gave us a little a little gift. Um, for, for We were supposed to use that on the honeymoon. Well. And that would have been money well spent because then we wouldn't have been able to afford to go back to New York. And that would have been all just fine with me. But I think my dad's idea was <laughs> that would help us get ourselves established and, and start our But New York careers. City, a few thousand dollars lasts like a week. <laughs> Right. So, <laughs> and we had been sending. We've been trying to both be in TV, and we'd send out little resume tapes all over the country. I remember like Salisbury, Maryland, oh, and all yeah. these other places. Little that, did we know we were yeah. competing with each other, though, because well, it was broadcast jobs, and there were like one in a city but, that might be open at a time. I know, but you think one of us would be able to get something? We didn't, so we thought, okay, what's the smartest thing? We don't. We're married, and we don't have any jobs. Let's, let's go to the number one broadcast market in the world. Let's move back to New York City. So <laughs> we're two fledglings right out of college. We'd certainly get jobs. So we loaded certainly. up. I don't know. What, I don't know. If, I don't remember what car we had. I don't know. We Murata. Oh, it yeah. was the Murata. Oh, and that's when the, the sardine Murata that had been rolled. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And and then we had that issue where you'd we'd park it on certain sides of the street and we got like $700 in parking tickets. That was the first week, right? Something yeah. like that. Yeah, <laughs> right. we were supposed to move it from opposite sides of the street. Each we week. never so, got up in time. So when we got back to New York, we thought, okay, this will be great. We should <laughs> we could live in Manhattan. But then, of course, the realization comes in that uh, there's no way to afford that. No. So somehow we ended up. There was that apartment on York Avenue, though. Yeah, but it was like a We've, five. I've always kind of regretted that we didn't do that. It was like a five flight walk up. Five though. flight walk up, which would have been good for us probably at the time <laughs> since we were only in like what, 22? So we we so paid cute. some broker like $2,600 to find no, us something. No, it was 3000 because I remember writing out her name, Dorit. Dorit. Yeah, I yeah, still remember that too. <laughs> Like that was the largest check I'd ever seen or written. And somehow she found us a place in Queens that we thought, oh, this will be great. Um, And it was like it was a U-shaped apartment. It was one room, Mm -hmm. U-shaped. Perfect. Um, So that meant at the top of one side of the U was a bed and around the other side of the U was the kitchen. And And the the curve in the middle was a TV and a couch. Yeah. Um, which, you know, it, for, for what it was in New York city, it wasn't too bad, but it's it just wasn't that, in New York city. Well, Queens is technically New York city, but, but, mm, uh, mm, it was mm, in like mm. Rigo park mm. near the tennis center. We'd like to call it forest Hills, but it was really Rigo park. I and, think we put that as our address forest thinking Hills. we'd sound so much cooler yeah. if we put forest Hills. We didn't even know what we were doing. We just thought forest and Hills sounded better than well, cause that's where the the tennis center sure. is and, and where the world's fair had been and all of that. So we yeah. thought, Oh, that's cool. The abandoned world's fair. But, uh, anyway, um, so <laughs> like we did that in future and somehow, um, I got a job as a page at NBC. I think my uncle pulled some strings, which I don't know how he had strings. No, for cause it. he was in real estate. Yeah. He wasn't, in, but he, in, he knew everybody and, and somehow knew yes. like a, an engineer who 
knew somebody else. And but let, let's talk about coming home from the honeymoon and what we came home to. <laughs> this is this is the most frustrating in my introduction into your brother. Uh, yeah, so I'm not even going to talk more about that. But the fact that we got home from our honeymoon and who was waiting at our door where you were supposed to carry me over the threshold um, was your brother. Fred, <laughs> because we lived in New York City, time Fred for thought, a visit. oh, it'd be a good time. Yeah, perfect time to visit. So yeah, we got home from our honeymoon. Fred was there. Lovely. And, uh, Lovely. And a so, U-shaped apartment where we had no privacy, none. So I carried Fred over the threshold and you <laughs> you walked behind uh-huh. and... Uh, and he just sort of uh, slept on the couch for several days, and uh, in our honeymoon suite where we had no privacy, hung once out again. with us in New York City. Well, for I don't even remember how many days it was. At but, least three, because I was super frustrated. Yeah, <laughs> it's like get out. Yeah. So, uh, gosh. Anyway, <laughs> that that was another good way to start. But mm-hmm. then, but then we. Uh, but you had some good luck. You went to NBC. Went to NBC as a page, and as a page, you sort of lead tours around the network, and you have to study this giant manual, this really thick manual, and they they give you quizzes on it before you can, before you can even, you know, head out there at all. So, but but let's let's talk about how much you were making. So as, I know it wasn't about what you were making, but we needed to at least be able to afford a McDonald's like, you know, piece of French fry or something. So New York City at six dollars an hour. Yeah, that was and fun. this was in 1985. So now that's worth what? Twelve dollars an hour, maybe. Yeah, these maybe. days. But uh, but it, yeah, a page a page like I always try to tell you was about getting the experience and it gets you in the uh, network. And so many pages had been, or were famous people like Willard but, Scott had but, been a page. And right. Other people. But both of us had broadcasting degrees. And what was I doing? What was I doing? Uh, yes. You went to sell scarves at Selling Saks Fifth Avenue. scarves to the rich women at Saks Fifth Avenue. But it was right across the street from where I was. So that all. God, the- but our days were so <laughs> different. Yeah. And so you were not happy that no, I was in NBC, no, like no. sitting at David Letterman's desk uh, and, and, Doing all that kind of stuff. No, and, and the, the first little head of competitiveness popped out. Was that the first one? I think that CNN was experience so, was the first little head well, of competitiveness. Well, yes, but I was so mad. I was so mad, so done. Wanted to get out of there so fast. Well, I know, but I was just, I had just gotten this page thing. It was supposed to be an 18th month program. And then that you'd get into another, you know, somebody in NBC would hire you full time. And was, I've was been very sorry for that for uh, 35 years. Because you've never let me forget that I made you quit your page. No, but job. do you remember that we? I tried to get you in there too, and we had to act like we weren't married. I knew Willard would, Scott. I know, and so I went in and talked to him. You didn't have to get me in. No, we we tried to pretend that we weren't married. Do you remember that? Like, well, yes. Yeah, because it, there were because you couldn't have spouses that were working sure. there together. But for some reason, it all didn't work. But no, it didn't. But the fun thing was, and we were, <laughs> you know, when I had my little pass to get into NBC, then we would go over there late at night, and we'd. We'd go to all the different studios at Today Show, uh, two Saturday o'clock Night in the Live, morning, yeah. NBC News. We'd we'd go in there. They were all the sets. Were, the lights were all off. The sets were all covered with their blankets and things that they had. We have pictures. We'll yeah, put, we'll put we, them on we the will Patreon put those page. For our, yeah. for our Patreon followers, you'll be able to see all these things. <laughs> kissing, uh, kissing, where Tom Brokaw would sit. We always made out. Every single set was a picture of us making out. Yeah. So we would we would pull the <laughs> go in there. These days, I'm sure there's like surveillance cameras and everything everywhere. Yeah. I don't know. I, I was surprised that there wasn't at that point, and that I didn't lose my my page job, but. 
we'd go in there, we'd pull the blankets off, we'd quickly set up our Not camera. Not the blankets off of us. No, the blankets, that <laughs> they, they put blankets over the set to keep them the dust off and yeah. all that kind of thing. Canvas so, covers. So we'd pull those off, set our camera up, you know, for a timer, and we'd take photos. Yeah, kissing, we have one kissing on the NBC Letterman Nightly set, News. Nightly News set, Today Show set. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm standing behind Paul Schaefer's keyboard, you know, or in fact, I found some of Paul Schaefer's uh, sheet music there, which... Uh, Somehow I think made I still, its way I home. think I may still have here, which I can. Sorry, Paul Schaefer. Oh yeah, how did they? They didn't know how to play the theme song from then on. I'll, I'll post a picture of that too because it's kind of cool because his handwritten notes were on there and everything. But um, we were bad children. But we'd just wander the halls and act like we knew what we were doing, and we'd just sneak into the different sets and uh, you know our and adventure. We, we were on an adventure, which we've been for thirty-five years. <laughs> yeah. Well, and one time, one time when I was a page, I, I had a little break and I thought, oh, this would be kind of cool. I'll go watch Tom Brokaw do the news. So I stood in the back of the studio um, and I just wa- I saw I saw him just sort of glance over at me a couple times, just like, you know, I thought, oh, okay, that's all right. But uh, I think our dog is moaning in the background over here. <laughs> Lexi does He's like, look, dear God, like, oh my God, I've, I've heard this story a million times. <laughs> no. So they went into a commercial break and um, I saw, I saw Tom Brokaw wave some people over and then they pointed over at me like, oh my God, what is this about? And so they came over and, and kicked me out of the studio and said, Mr. Brokaw gets very nervous when people are watching him. It's like Tom Brokaw oh gets nervous with me, a page oh standing gosh. in the back watching him. So, uh, so that was the lesson learned there. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, it was it was so cool. And you you loved being over there at NBC. I, I loved being over there, but I was super jealous that I couldn't actually be in there legally. I had to have you escort me well, in. Well, of course. So let me tell you about a day when I was tying scarves and a really rich, rich woman came in and uh, I didn't tie it correctly. And then I told her, lady, I'm from the South. I'll show you how we tie you up. And I was ready to strangle her. <laughs> that, that's, that's I think really I good. got fired after that. I'm not sure. Um, really wasn't cut out to work with uh, witches in Saks Fifth Avenue. Wasn't. I, I wanted to be across the street at NBC, and I never kind of got over that. But I remember one day, in particular, I was at home and went to the little grocery store um, owned by Japanese people where I could not speak the language, and I was just wanting a box of cereal. And when I got it home, the cereal was filled with maggots. Mm-hmm. So when I think about the life I had in my apartment in Queens, I literally, the the, the box of maggots pops into my head. <laughs> and that's what I, my experience was like. And then there was the Hungarian woman, and a Hungarian woman came running out of her apartment one day and was screaming, I don't know, in her language, and I couldn't help her, and I wanted to be able to help her because she was crying and hysterical. And I ran down the sidewalk and her mother was laying in the front yard and her mother was in her eighties and her mother died with me holding her while the ambulance came. So I felt at least good. I was able to hold that poor old lady while she died. Somebody was holding her because her daughter was running around screaming. My experiences on the other side <laughs> of the river were so different from yours in the city. Let well, me tell you. You think that's that's tough. I'm holding up the test pattern sitting at David Letterman's desk while, while oh, blah, this lady's blah, dying blah. for you. So. Yes, yes. I would totally. <laughs> let's switch places. <laughs> so, yeah. So that, that lasted a good six months. Six and months. That's all I could nuts. take. And. Yep. Uh, my six dollars an hour didn't stretch far, although you were probably making more than six dollars an hour at at Saks. I think which I was is, making the funny. same. So we were living on twelve dollars an hour in New York City. So there we go. We double our salaries, and uh, we so were, we were going to stay married. I don't know how we stayed married. That that first experience was really bad. 
Well, I wouldn't say it was bad. It, it was it was fun. Mm. It was interesting. And we could have we could have stuck it out, but um. uh, you can talk for yourself. I'm over shopping at Maggot Grocery, and um, poor Hungarian ladies dying in my arms. Meanwhile, you're across the river, you know, hobnobbing with David Letterman. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, and me Tom Brokaw, me and Dave, and yeah, yeah and Tom. We're just I don't always want to hear it. I get frustrated listening. No, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 not going to do it. Which leads us to <laughs> your stepfather calling up and saying, "Hey, I'm operator, uh, the engineer on a low power TV station in this little town in Alabama." What was it? Three watts? I can't even remember. I don't even think it was that because nobody could pick it up. No, nobody picked so it up. So this but little he didn't town, tell us that part. There's this little town called Demopolis, Alabama, which one is red light. It was near one. the Missis- like southwest Alabama near the Mississippi border. <laughs> um, it's like. Well, I won't even go into what it's like, but somehow they had a TV station, some low, a low power TV station. It was which means only nobody, on their cable. Nobody could really pick it up. It was only, no, remember, it wasn't on the cable. Oh, that's right. The because she was in a fight. The, yeah. the manager of the station was in a fight, humongous fight with the owner of the cable system there. So the cable system wouldn't carry it. So only people that were within like maybe what? 10 feet? Uh, you know, maybe I was going to say 100 <laughs> feet radius of this little tiny TV station could see it. And nobody worked there. It was only her. And she was from Poland. And she had white go-go boots Ideen. that she wore every day that were shiny vinyl white go-go boots like it was 1970 up to her knee and super short dresses. And that went over really well in the little town of Demopolis, Alabama. And they already so. didn't like her. So then here we came. Uh, made you leave your page job. I'm so sorry for that. I still stay say stay very sorry for that. Well, we 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 said, oh well, we can run this little station. We can do Get our all own sorts of experience. We can do a newscast. We can uh, sell ads. We can figure out everything there is about a TV station. But we get down there. It's like an it's like in a converted, not even a nice garage. I don't even think it was a garage. Wasn't it a storage unit? Maybe like a st- some sort of storage thing <laughs> that had like a, a tin <laughs> was, roof. Yes. A tin room, it was just like a big, one big open room, and Irene was there, and then there was like one guy who looked oh, like Patty. a truck driver. No, it was Patty. Oh, yeah, Patty she was a receptionist. was a receptionist. She was very sweet. But then there was like a truck driver guy who was like the assistant. Remember, he sort of like helped us with some yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't even think of his name. I don't know. But it was in a, it was in a storage unit. Because in a storage unit. Because we so, could pull the front down like oh, yeah, it was like a, a garage. garage door. So it was a converted storage unit in a tin building. Irene was next door. She couldn't see. There was no way she could get to us without walking outside to the next storage unit where we were set up because we had a, had built ourselves a new room in there yeah so we <laughs> we had your mom make this backdrop that for us gorgeous. which was super nice yes a backdrop made out of wood that had like picture it was like the cutout uh she copied the cbs news backdrop yeah it looked was, exactly like that she was so darn talented and she was so happy her baby was home yeah the thing weighed like 200 pounds and we'd have that propped up behind we moved us with that thing forever yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> we right we did. that thing around we did and then, i didn't want to give it up because my mama made it so we set up a little table we put some chairs out there and we we created some how did we even get our news i think we just like looked in the newspaper and Rip we made and read, stuff up AP. like we, we'd listen to the like radio or watch tv and just like write down stuff we didn't they, they didn't have the ap no no we, we, we just looked it up i think we cut stuff out of the local and there was newspaper no phones no cell phones yeah, because we're so no damn phone, old no, no light no motor car no. there at all <laughs> Uh, but I think I remember we used to like tape the newspaper onto our little scripts yeah. and we just read, read the newspaper. The two of us would sit there and then that weird guy would just kind of run the like a, but he would swish the camera back and forth first to you. And then there was not another camera. So it would just swish across the backdrop to me. Yeah. A personal like VHS kind of camera. 
that would and we're broadcasting to i don't know who like irene nobody and maybe a couple shut-ins who lived you know who could never get they but see they didn't tell us that irene and this man were were in this fight and my stepfather god bless him didn't know and so that was the big argument when we got down there we we realized nobody was seeing us and nobody could see us ever ever and so we couldn't even record anything to keep those things hardly because they were, the equipment was so outdated and that's where we got into the argument with them because hey we were lured away from new york and we didn't realize nobody could see us but there was a big newspaper article about us when we came down there you know new york couple comes to demopolis to start tv stations and then whenever it rained it would hit that tin roof <laughs> And we try to do a newscast in the rain. Couldn't hear us. It was no. like static. And we'd go out and shoot some commercials and all that. And what was the time we're we're like doing the news and Irene was in another room. She kept Remember, screaming. She she go I, I No sound. No sound. I cannot hear you. No sound. No sound. Still, Still no, no sound. sound. Still no sound. And she was getting angrier and angrier. Still no sound. Do you remember <laughs> she did a commercial for some flooring company? Um, that they had done before we got there. And remember, she says, we got the linoleum. Yeah. We got the- <laughs> right. I don't even think she knew what it was because she barely spoke any English. And, I don't even know where they found her. Where did they find Irene? Why, why was she? Why was she this? What was she? Hungarian? Did we no, say? Or no, Pol- no, no, Polish? no. That, that was my New York family. Was oh, yeah. The Irene, from, Irene was from Poland. Yeah. yeah. And. And so in her after, boots. and it, the the thing was owned by some other weird guy that we never saw. We never who, met who him. Who knew Irene, Mm-mm. but eventually, after two and a half months, they just totally ran out of money. They couldn't pay us. Not like we were making much, much more than the six dollars an hour we what made were, in New I York. Think, what were we making? Thirteen dollars an hour? No, I think we were making twelve thousand dollars a year, a year each. Each. Okay. So okay. Quite a twenty-four thousand dollars. We, we had our own together. little apartment, and and it and it had more than one more than a U shape. So I, I, I was I think, happy about that. Didn't we have a two-story one there too yes. for like two hundred and fifty dollars a month? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you come out your door and you're in Demopolis, Alabama. Shh. So Ted, 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 Ted. So after two and a half months, we are about to go into work and they, yeah, they like, Oh, well we don't have any more money. So bye-bye. And like, we had a contract. Remember we had for some reason they made a year long contract Mm -hmm. for us. So, so we went to a lawyer. We did. Uh Yeah, we did. And if you can picture, um, (laughs) Oh my gosh, who (laughs) I was trying to, there's a cartoon character. It's, it's like, um, Foghorn Leghorn. Well, Fog, yeah, he, he sort of spoke like Foghorn Leghorn, like a like an old Mr. Southern gentleman. Yeah. He was so mad an at you because Southern you were so pushy. Uh, he'd wave his finger. Oh no, Mr. Ishla, I've got this under control. Yeah, Dinning. Don't even say his name. Oh. Don't you can't say his name. <laughs> he should how I, I seriously he doubt. Not be named. <laughs> I seriously doubt that he is still around. Well, but, no, he's definitely not around but anymore. But we gave him. We said, hey. We are suing this company for their breach of contract because we came, we left New York, came to Demopolis, Alabama, only after Under two and a half months. Under false pretenses yeah, be because we thought work, we'd be seen by somebody. To be out of work. And he's like, he took our case. And, yeah, he did. And he worked on it. But the reason, you know, I got mad at him, it was like two and a half years later that there was still nothing. Oh, my God, Ted. It was so many years later before we finally got anything. We were all the way back to L.A. So how long had that been? Six years? Yeah. Six years before we got we got a dime. Yeah. Yeah. So... Ah, God, I just remember going into his office, just this old, old Southern man. You could tell he'd been around a long time. Well, he knew you weren't from down there. So he liked me. He did not like you. But he still, he helped the Yankee. Um, And eventually somehow he- (laughs) the damn Yankee, the one that won't go away. He actually, eventually still, we had to come back to go to court. Yeah. Remember that? And 
And now, that was from Mississippi because we had moved on to the big metropolis of Meridian, Mississippi. Right. And so that, yes. And when they had the court case, it was like two or three days. And he's like up there, like the old Southern lawyer in his three piece suit. Yep. And, the, and then the guy that owned the thing, the first time we'd ever seen him, some fat guy, I think he lived in Tennessee. I don't even know his name. I don't know. But Mm-mm. they'd ask him a question. Um, and he'd say, yes. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Oh, my gosh. In the deposition, he was sitting across the table from us, and he'd draw out those S's and then clip them off. So the jury, yeah, I think the jury did not like that guy. No, they like the young people that were drawn away from their dreams in New York. And Mr. Denning, say what you want to, but he was able to to do a good job for us. He painted a a good story. And I think we got even more than what our, our, or at least the settlement was supposed to be for that, like more than what we would have made. Yeah, we just got what we got. But, I mean, we, we didn't get, we didn't know. No. No, the no then it took like five years to collect yeah. anything. Yeah. And it was just a few thousand dollars by the time it was over with, but at least it was something. Yeah. And at that time we were living in LA. We had made our way all the way to LA, but like five or six years later. And all of a sudden we got the mail one day and there was a check. It was like, holy F. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my Mr. God. Through. paid off. And that was, that was like five years later, at least. At least at we least. had several places before that because then somehow after Demopolis, we wound up in Meridian, Mississippi. Oh dear God! Like you think Demopolis is bad? Meridian's the big Meridian's the big city where people from Demopolis go. Sure, you know, like to, to go, go shopping shop. or go for a weekend away. But Meridian, um, Mississippi. But you got a decent job, and I got it. We both got really. Those were our first really good jobs out out of our out of our graduation from the University of Alabama broadcasting. That's right. Um, broadcasting degrees that we had, those were the first real jobs. Your job in Meridian and my job in Meridian. Our and pro- I loved my boss there. Well, I our, loved our him. Our problem there was Beth got a job as uh, doing radio news. so she 6 a.m. She was on the morning show. So I had to go to work at 4 a.m. Yeah, she was on the morning show with... Dale and Devon, yep, I think they were exactly, called. Exactly, exactly. And Dale, they, they were really Dale good. Dale was wonderful. He had one of those radio oh, voices. Oh, my like, God. Oh, yeah, big, what a great big education guy, from Dale. Yes. And he loved me, and I loved him right back. Um, I hated, I did hate leaving there. But, um, yeah, you had a great job, too. You so were doing I, sports. I was the main sports anchor at WTOK TV, mm-hmm. Meridian, Mississippi, the ABC affiliate. So and I was, We were, we I was were the, 22 years old. I was the 6 and 10 o'clock <laughs> anchor. But that meant you'd work early in the morning. I'd go into work at two o'clock in the afternoon, right when you're getting off, mm-hmm. and so I'd be there. Never saw each other till night. But as the as the you know, I was the sports anchor, but I was also the sports photographer. I was a sports producer. <laughs> yeah. I was a sports reporter. They call that one man banding. Uh huh. Yeah. So I had to take the camera out and do all my own stuff and sweat to death in the Mississippi heat. And uh, yeah. Oh, and and again, we had a super nice apartment, so we were moving on up. We thought we did, uh huh. And it's just that um, when I got home at noon, you were going into work, and we never saw each other. And then when you got home, it was midnight. I had to get up at four a.m. I had to be at work at four a.m. because I was ripping and reading there too. Yeah, <laughs> but I was the main the main news anchor, the mor- morning drive. I mean, that was a huge job straight out of college. But newlyweds in Meridian, Mississippi, like you can't, and you get never any, see doesn't each get other. any better than that. No, yeah. no. And we didn't see each other. So that, how long did that last? Another three six, months. Oh, three months. <laughs> we had a lot I of was three, about to say three six, months. But no. I think Demopolis lasted two and a half months. That lasted three months. Yeah. And I think we had only been in New York 
Was that six? It was six months. So six months, then two and a half months, and then three months. Well, the Meridian people, for me, they, I would then sometimes, so I could see you, I would take you out on the stories with me to go yeah. shoot things. And then that got back to the general manager who but was not- I was not, riding in your truck. Yeah, he was not happy with that at all and, and wanted that to end. We and were then, on our big date at the Wendy's drive-thru. Yeah. <laughs> That's about pretty much all there I was know, there. I know. Yeah. So um so that ended pretty pretty cool. I three think months. They, I think they eventually fired me. After three months. After because three you months. kept toting me around everywhere. Uh-huh. It's like you can't have your wife with you. Well, we're newlyweds, we're gonna do this. So mm-hmm. um, but not like it was a bad thing to have to get out of Meridian. No. And then we and then we got into Birmingham. And Birmingham Ooh, was that city. was a good market. Birmingham. That was you have to admit, that was a good market. Birmingham. And that was a good time for us. We we climbed a lot and we were there for three years. Birmingham, Alabama. Uh-huh. Yeah. But three yeah. years. Yeah. So um so you, Beth got a job at uh, a radio station there doing sales and a talk show. Well, he told me that if I would sell sell ads. He loved how I looked and he loved my personality and he thought I should belong on the sales force. And I was like, um, no, I am here to do radio talk show. That's what was advertised. Well, you get the talk show if you sell. So I thought, okay, well, screw you, big guy. I sold myself out. I sold myself all sorts of you billboards, live remotes. I sold the Beth Albright show until I was sold out. And then I quit selling. Yeah, because I was like, I, I'm just not putting up with this. I'm a broadcaster. I'm not going into sales. I, I my head was so big at that time, <laughs> it was ridiculous. And so I didn't, I didn't want to stay there. That was another job. I was there six months, and I was like, so totally done with that place. Yeah, when the, and I got a job at the CBS station there, which was just starting news at that time. Channel, Channel 42. forty-two. Yep, still up, there. Up on Red Mountain with all the other TV stations. Although it was sort of like the one that no one ever watched, but uh, for some reason I had to. <laughs> I had a legacy of, of like doing places that uh, no one ever listened to or watched. But, <laughs> or that hardly existed. <laughs> but but they were starting a newscast and um, then they hired me uh, at a Meridian and um, just went on and, and I was a reporter and then it was later the weekend anchor there, although I gave that up. Did you do weather there too, didn't you? I filled in for Paul Osman, who was like the weather guy who then went on to Atlanta mm-hmm. uh, a couple times, mm-hmm. but... Um, but mostly I did like the weekend anchoring, but I gave that up because I'm like, I want to have my weekends free. It's like, well, somebody's because giving we up an anchor. Because we were newly married. Well, I know. But we I really, know. I think the overall theme here is that overall we wanted to be together. We, yes. we finally figured it out. Look at us. We're broadcasting. <laughs> we're together. Uh-huh. And uh, all of these stories later that nearly ripped us completely apart. But I, I couldn't I couldn't stay at, at WERC. Can I say that? Um, that general manager was the biggest bastard I'd ever worked oh. for. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I remember his name, but we won't say oh, it. Oh, we won't say it because, uh, and he was well hated. Uh, I, I talked to other broadcasters and he was well hated. So I went over to uh, WAPI and I was 23 and they ran big band on their AM station. It was all big band. I don't know how using all my wit and charm convinced Bernie Barker, who I adored, um, to change his format and allow a 23-year-old in the middle of the day, stopping the big band format and letting me do my talk show. And he finally, he agreed to it. I wouldn't set, take no for an answer. I kept calling him. Back then it was from every payphone, every, I don't know, couple of hours. Have you decided? Have you decided? Have you decided? And I went out with salespeople there and they sold my show. I didn't have to do a lot of sales there. 
treated me like the celebrity that I wanted to be treated, but like and I was had my own little office. I worked with Mark and Brian from, they went on to LA fame. Uh, that's where they started. That's where I started. And it was super fun. I would say looking back over my broadcast years, a couple years there, a uh, couple, two and a half years uh, with WAPI was probably some of the best. But the bigger picture, so that, that then was in 1986. The bigger picture is at, we got married in 1985. So we, we, we had moved, already been. <laughs> we had already at that point in one year, newlyweds moved to New York City. Yes. To Demopolis, Alabama, to Meridian, Mississippi, to Birmingham. Within a year. Within, within a, year. a one year time of our first year of marriage. Having, yeah, worked, yeah, at, at all those those great places. And uh, and we were thinking, what? Uh, we, we, we never thought for a second we shouldn't be doing this. Let's go into a different career. Although our parents, especially yours, if I recall, saying, you, you need to be teachers. You need to get out well, of this field always, and just settle yeah, down. Yeah, that was yeah. always the case. Like, <laughs> what are you going to do when you grow up? And I'm still like, I don't know. But, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but uh, so that was our first year of marriage. We've already <laughs> talked about all four of those things, but uh, you know, yeah, I can't, I can't think of how we would have done it any differently because, no. and we, I guess we were lucky, especially like in Birmingham, we were both working, and even in Meridian, we were both working. Even Demopolis, we worked together. So somehow it started out that way, which which doesn't work really well most of the time, and, no. and didn't didn't quite uh, happen that way uh, in the future. As no. Much, but, oh my gosh. Uh, because then came the years where you worked or I worked yeah. and that was tough on the marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Especially so. when they called you Mr. Albright. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was not good. Well, and we not still, <laughs> we still sometimes get cards that say, uh, yeah. the Albright family. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So anyway, but, but somehow, somehow we, we stuck through those first, that first year. Yeah. Even after, because I was really upset about leaving New York and just wanted to hang that over your head for a, for a long time too. So, well, the dumb thing was is like when you lost your job in Meridian, I remember going to Dale and saying, "I'm going to quit because Ted and I are going to go look for jobs together." And he's like, "If he loses his job, that doesn't mean you quit yours. Then you both are unemployed." Yeah, and I just never. I never thought about that. I thought, well, if Ted's not working, then I'm not going to work until I can go with him. <laughs> so it's so stupid. Yeah. Well, it was good timing that Birmingham was there. And even though, uh, you know, but I did, I, I wound up quitting my job. I had already had a little bit of my fill of the South, but, uh, but oh. it was <laughs> now Ted. No, it was, it my was relatives are listening. It was fine. Just a little, <laughs> little hot and, and steamy down. But there. my mama was close by because yes. she lived in Birmingham and that was yeah, the did. main goal. Yes. Uh, I was loved, that the main goal? Yes, it was for me. That's that. I, okay. I wanted to be with my mother. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, that was the first year of, of our existence and uh and it was amazing that we were still married at the end of that that's yeah so each each year we start how are we still married and you know now we have 35 of these i don't think we've stopped long enough to decide if we still (laughs) want to be married it's like where are we going next where are we going next what are we doing next oh my god what's the gig because most couples they get into a rut or something like that we've never had a chance to really get into i used to say to your mom where's the rut i want to crawl in and roll around in it because i'm so exhausted no who wants a rut Yeah. <laughs> We've still never found one. We're going to be in our graves when we find one. Everybody says we should have had a Winnebago or something that we just moved that around because it's hauling all our of our stuff. Our families could not believe it. I remember everyone from my aunt on down, like, what the hell are those two doing? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and, that, they still, and they were saying that a long time ago. Now, yeah, that's never changed all these years later. Still asking, still asking, yeah. Yeah, so going forward, we'll, we'll talk some more about this stuff. We'll talk about how we've uh, been able to handle it all and a whole bunch more funny stories uh, as we continue these, these podcasts. And um, we will talk to you again next time. Yeah, this is fun. 